Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? Oh, it's Halloween, Chris, or it has been Halloween for most of the day. Uh, And we have just released uh, the podcast at 10 p.m., if I've done it properly. And whoa, scary stuff. I've got uh, a cobweb on my leg. Are you scared, Chris, about my cobwebby leggy? Sounds like you've taken a pile of cocaine or something. (laughs) I've had a spooky pile of drugs, Chris. I'm out of my tree. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Happy Halloween. Oh, dear. I know Happy you love Halloween. Halloween. It's your favourite thing, isn't it? Are you doing anything love for this year? Halloween. Have you got a pumpkin ready? Outfit? We had a uh, we had a party last night in the house. Uh, invited a couple of friends around, and I, I I did what I usually do is I go, oh my god, uh, I need to get a costume, and then I just go, I'll just buy a, another Edward Scissorhands one because that's the only one I can do. Um, I used to be. You know, a bit more, a bit more ambitious with my my cosplay, but now uh, very much I've just gone back to the old dependable uh, editor's hands because it uh, it suits the, the shape of my face. I think mm. it's fair to say. Suits <laughs> the shape of your face. Suits the shape of my face. God, what suits the shape of my face? Just a big <laughs> Elon fucking Musk. pumpkin. It's Elon I, Musk, mate. Elon Musk. <laughs> oh man, well. To celebrate Halloween, I uh, just did a video. Just got back from a video with Natsuki and Connor. That was a real meeting of minds. I met Ken Watanabe. Oh, wow. Connor met Natsuki. I don't know yeah. I mean, what's better, but uh, <laughs> we don't know the answer there. But um, yeah, they, they met and they got on pretty well. And the theme of this one was to be like scary, do some scary stuff. Scary and stuff, right. We went to, with Connor, I went to an abandoned theme park, which was kind of cool. That's spooky. That's spooky. That's cool. It was, but... It was a very sunny, nice day, and so oh. horror doesn't horror doesn't really work against a nice no. weather backdrop. You need it? you need mist. You need uh, overgrown yeah. kind of weeds for that kind of. Is it Pripyat? Where's that one in uh, in, in the Ukraine? That, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that, that, that overgrown. One. Um, you look like yeah, that. You, you need exactly the mist. like that. 
this this yeah. theme park looked like pretty but really nice and sunny and festive and but sunny yeah it's pleasant um <laughs> and then we went to it, it all went wrong actually we went to this abandoned hotel and my friend uh had just made a video there a few months ago and yeah. we went there and there was loads of signs up saying no entry so we didn't go in and um it seems that the the hotel's been abandoned from what i understand there's no owners but i think the local authority just don't like people going in there anymore yeah it's okay. dangerous and whatnot and we just couldn't really go in justifiably when there was that many no entry Signs, warnings yeah. on the place in english know. right in english in japanese like I, I, right. I you know i don't mind going into an abandoned place but if it's clearly marked off if it clearly don't want you in then i won't yeah. do it you know i try and go for places that are run down and sort of accessible and don't have to break anything to get in um, yeah. And then while we, we were deciding what to do, a police car started driving down the street slowly towards us. So we all got oh, in the wow. cars and we raced off into the forest, <laughs> driving very fast and escaped the police. So I had to oh, find fun. somewhere else abandoned for the video yeah. the next day. Your soul? And I found like an abandoned <laughs> shipyard. Uh, like wow. Abandoned shipyard in the mountains near the sea of Japan. Whoa. St- oh, right. Hang on. Whoa, stay near the sea. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. Yeah, in the mountains. Very confusing. Um, by their very nature, they're far away from the sea. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's near me. the sea, can't they? That is spooky. Oh. If it was a shipyard at the top of a mountain, that would be the spookiest <laughs> shipyard. Who built this? Which maniac <laughs> fucking built this? There's no water around. What's going on? <laughs> it was a bit weird. Great it was a bit surreal. Yeah, it was a bit odd. But uh, it was it was cool. It was that was genuinely scary because the place yeah. had been left for God knows how long. It was so overgrown in this very dense forest. We had to walk through a swamp to get to Whoa. it. Natsuki, Connor and I are walking through this swamp at like 11 o'clock at night, pitch black. We have these crappy torches that don't really do anything. There's massive green spiders everywhere. There's probably a, a, a fleet of bears waiting in the shadows to steal our wallets. <laughs> it was really scary. It was, that was genuinely scary and unpleasant. And I don't know how we got out of it alive, really. But that, that'll sexy. be in the video as well. Did, did you manage to find a sexy love hotel uh, in the in the midst of this spooky adventure? Thankfully, no. I denied Connor oh, his favourite thing. Connor, is a love Connor hotel, couldn't a love give hotel. you the willies in a love hotel <laughs> in your Halloween adventure. <laughs> oh, God. But no, so that's, that's the video. It should be out when this podcast episode is out. So It better it be, be mate. It's, spook, it's a spooktacular. It's a spooktacular Sunday. We need this content. Spooktacular Come on. wacky weekend. What? 10 p.m. This podcast drops, and then you can go straight to YouTube and watch the video with you and Natsuki and, and Connor. Do it, absolutely, do it. Yeah. And Pete Donaldson won't watch it because he never does. And <laughs> I do. I, the next I do. episode, the so next I podcast, watch... Pete, I'll interrogate <laughs> yeah. you. Okay. Well, when, when when the what, what, weird weird and wacky and wild weekends you and Connor go on, <laughs> when it's your side of things. I watch it when it's Connor's side of things. Good. It's it always it always runs a little bit longer, so I'm like I, I sometimes miss the back Very end true. of it, unfortunately. So, but I do enjoy yeah. the little uh, things he puts in there, the little kind of in, in um, kind of very uh, memey stuff. I like I like the memey stuff he puts in. You could learn a thing or two, Chris. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> My I don't, I don't. It's different style of editing, isn't it? His, his style, views are like eh? ten years younger than mine, so right I see it a little okay. bit differently. But Natsuki, Natsuki, for some reason, Natsuki couldn't say Wacky Weekend. And he kept saying Wiki Weekend. He was like, Wiki, Wiki Weekend. Wiki Weekend. I can see that. It's a bit yeah. odd. Get out, Natsuki. And then, I miss Natsuki. But the first time, he, th- he thought it was called Bad Weekend. And we were like, no, Natsuki. Bad it's not- Weekend. <laughs> this is a bad weekend. <laughs> Inherently bad weekend. 
Oh, man. oh wonderful. It's good, it good fun. So check oh, it out, guys. Good. We got a story this week from Jamie from Wicklow in Ireland. He says, Dear Chris and Pete, or whoever's on this week as the guest, it's Pete Donaldson. He's <laughs> back from his many trips. Um, my partner and I have always had a fascination with all things Japan to the point of choosing it as our honeymoon destination in April 2019. During our time in Japan, we visited loads of places, but we both agreed that our favorite parts were the small towns and villages nestled in the mountains of the country with the abandoned shipyards. One such town we went to was the historical town of Shirakawago, oh. a picturesque place full of quaint little houses adorned with thatched roofs, nestled in a range of beautiful snow-capped mountains. When we got there, we just had to go straight to the hot spring after a full day of travelling and exploring. We split at the entrances to our respective baths and ventured into the changing rooms. Something I must say at this stage is that my wife and I have just about enough Japanese language skills to be at the point where we have the conversational ability of a five-year-old, but our listening skills are a little bit better than that. I mention this because when I went to shower before getting into the bath, the place was empty except me and a Japanese father with his young 10-year-old son. Nothing seemed amiss until I tuned into the song that the father was singing that had only the lyrics of Oksan or Panser, or quite literally, my wife's pants, while he was oh. showering and helping his son shower. What? Having lived in Britain for three years leading up to this, you can imagine my shock at a man singing this to his son in broad daylight. My shock level increased when I heard his son saying as loudly and nonchalantly as his father, Tanaka-san no mune ga kofun shiteru, or Tanaka-san's chest is quite exciting. Needless to say, I struggled to contain my laughter and was always bursting to tell my wife about it by the time my bath had ended. It was stories like this one and the fact that the emperor abdicated and Japan coronated their new emperor while we were there that really made the trip a honeymoon to remember. Have either of you overheard something while in Japan that has made you struggle not to laugh out loud? Thanks for the podcast. Keep up the great work. (laughs) Jamie from Wicklow in Ireland. Uh, (laughs) What do you make of that? That's a strange story. I would very much like to uh, hear this Tanaka-san no Munega, whatever the other word was. <laughs> Fantastic. What, what, I mean, what is this song? Tanaka-san's chest is quite exciting. Yeah, I, look, <laughs> I, 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 but could Tanaka, is it, I thought Tanaka was a, was a men's, uh, it was a men's name. T- Tanaka is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Tanaka, yeah. Tanaka-san no chest, whoever he is. Tanaka-san's chest is quite exciting. Is your chest exciting, Pete? Oh yes, very much so. There's uh, always food, food on it, crumbs, uh, nipples, hair. Oh, it's, it's all going oh, off, God. mate. It's a, it's a cornucopia of sights, smells, and sounds and textures. I mean, this was less a story with a, a moral and a clear cut, a clear cut moral, but more of a Japanese le- language learning lesson. But yeah, let's get right. When nice. you when you like you learn enough Japanese that you can pick up stuff, you can listen in and sort of catch these sort of funny moments. Mm. Um, I'm guessing he was this. This father was singing "Oksan no Panzer," my wife's pants. What song is that? <laughs> That's up there with too much volcano, isn't it? For wacky does that song. mean? Does that mean uh, pants? Does that mean pants? Pants like panties, or does it mean pants as in trousers? It's like uh, trousers, American yeah, sense. trousers, yeah, okay. American my, my, style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, a confusing song. So. I'd very much like to hear more about. Oh, speaking of, have we spoken about the fact that the uh, the volcano? Speaking of too much volcano, have we spoken about the fact that that volcano went pop and bang, pop bang, oh, yeah, lovely, so. uh, through through dust and uh, mm. hot dust. What's hot dust? Ash everywhere. <laughs> uh, the, the one that you visited and, and danced around on. Yeah, so the other day, when I, actually, well, when I was out with Connor and Natsuki filming, my phone got bombarded with messages, and I was like, uh-oh, someone's died or something's blown up, something's gone right. wrong. 
And it turned out something had blown up. Uh, Mount Aso, Japan's biggest active volcano, had erupted uh, for the first time in, I think, four years, five years. It last erupted in 2016. And uh, it was a hefty explosion. If you look up Mount Aso eruption, like it's it's pretty terrifying how it just sort of yeah. consumes the sort of peak of the mountain in just about 10 to 15 seconds. Like where I went with Natsuki and Joey, we looked straight into the crater where the eruption happened, right? Um, which blows my mind um, to think, you know, what if we'd been up there? Well, I would have died. And uh, <laughs> luckily, no one was injured, to my knowledge. No one died. No one was injured. And I think they must have shut down the sort of the peak of the volcano because um, they can often tell if activity, if there's some activity going on there, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. The, plate, the place where we shot on the peak of the volcano where Natsuki and Joey are rapping, um, that was sort of disappeared beneath a, a cloud of smoke that went like five or six kilometers high. Terrifying stuff. Terrifying stuff. I, I think that your ground shaking and breaking uh, rap and music was the <laughs> catalyst for this latest eruption, quite frankly. You should, you should feel very responsible, to be honest. I'll tell you what, I do feel a sense of guilt for the simple reason that straight afterwards, the number of listeners shot up on the song Too Much Volcano. (laughs) The song, like back in the charts, every time Mount Asso erupts, Too Much Volcano (laughs) is back up in the iTunes charts. Um, But yeah, it's it's a crazy old thing. I remember (laughs) these sort of eruptions, I'd love to see one. I mean, I'd kind of, it's crazy. Like when we went to... um, and we did the Cessna and we flew over uh, Sakurajima in Kagoshima just two weeks later. That erupted, actually. And if we'd been flying over that, we would have been swatted out the sky um, like a butterfly <laughs> oh, no. with a baseball bat. It would have been pretty bad. So, yeah, you never know with these volcanoes. Like The, the last serious eruption that a lot of people uh, unfortunately died on would have, would have been Mount Ontake, which is a huge volcano in the sort of Japanese Alps in central Japan. And that erupted and uh, unfortunately killed a lot of hikers because it's a massive mm. volcano and the uh, the eruption was huge. And you can watch videos of these terrifying plumes of smoke racing towards the hikers as they run down the mountainside. Like, I think we sort of take it for granted, really, the, the sort of yeah. power of volcanoes. Just, we don't even have them in the UK, so I, it's hard to sort of truly appreciate them until you get here Completely and see agree. videos. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. But... Uh, Speaking of volcano, there's a political volcano this week. Another clever, clever little Sedgway there. Uh, yeah. Sedgway or Segway? Segway. <laughs> Segway. Are those things Hello. that you stand on, the, the two wheels? Segway, yeah. That's a yeah, segue, that's a Segway. Yeah. Named because oh. it links two things together, I presume. There you go. <laughs> political volcano when yeah. China and Russia sent a fleet, what can be described as a fleet or a flotilla, uh, of 10 warships through the Sugaru Strait. Now, this is interesting. Between the islands of Hokkaido and Honshu, there's a a little strait called the Sugaru Strait. It's at its most narrowest. It's 12 miles apart, about 20 kilometers. And if you look at a map, it's it's quite a narrow strip. Um, And it turns out that, and I only learned this recently, that that strip of water which is an incredible place. That's where Japan gets all of its best tuna from, all its magro, its Oma tuna, the really expensive, mm. like million-dollar tuna. It all comes from that strait, very fertile area. Um, it turns out that strait is uh, international waters. Japan's territorial waters extend only three nautical miles, five kilometers into the strait instead of the usual 12. Do you know why that is, though, Pete? Any ideas why that might be? Because there isn't a genuinely... Interesting reason uh, why they've done that. Don't, oh, okay. um, Don't cheat. 
Um, why I, do you I have think no they shortened the, the international? Why, why do you think they let turned into international waters when they had yeah. no need to? Um, uh, so everyone would have to negotiate fishing rights, or um, I, I really oh to well, allow safe. They wouldn't path, have to, path, would they, if it's international waters? Technically. Yeah. All right. Well, how? Well, what are we talking about then? What's going on here, Chris? Let me know. All right. All right. I'll put you out of your misery. It's uh, so basically <laughs> not in misery. <laughs> no, I'm not in misery. It's mate. the Port Japan right. podcast, Pete. Oh. Um, they they've done this so nuclear armed American warships and submarines can transit the Strait without violating Japan's prohibition against nuclear weapons. So Japan isn't allowed to store nuclear weapons. Uh, yeah. But what what they could do now? because of this rule, is uh, American ships can sort of carry nuclear weapons through the strait, whether it's a submarine or a warship, oh, whatever. Oh, I see. So right. it's for military purposes. Otherwise, they couldn't do it. They wouldn't be able to go through it, and American warships would have to go all the way around Hokkaido, all the way around Honshu. Um, right. Quite an interesting reason to, to do it. Um, I guess it makes sense. It's a pretty extreme move, though, isn't it? Across. Well, yeah. It's a pretty extreme uh, move. It's uh, Look. I've never had to transport um, or freight uh, a nuclear warhead, but you know, a lot of people have, that's and, that, and that's and that's the thing that keeps them up at night, worrying about where where it's supposed to be uh, at any one time. Chris, I don't know where do you, where's your do you even know where your nuclear warheads are right now? I keep it in the shed at the bottom of my imaginary garden. <laughs> I love the idea the of you're like a little a little fishing boat with a nuclear bomb just sailing, yeah, <laughs> sailing through the strait, <laughs> singing along. Um, so there you go. Uh, the Sigaru Strait, though, pretty cool place. It's uh, got the tunnel that goes through to Hokkaido, which I might be taking in uh, a week because I'm doing a video with Connor there. And then in three weeks with Natsuki mm. and Joey to do potentially another journey across Japan. So we'll be going through under ah. the Sigaru Strait to do that. Good More of a bullet train. journey across Japan. Is this the first time you've mentioned in public uh, a pot potential, possible pot -tential. Uh, new journey a pot -tential. across Japan? You are hungry, aren't you? Well, that hot pot potential. I am hungry. <laughs> I just want some rice. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, rice no, it's, it, it, it is the first time I mentioned it. I've got to be careful, though. It's still early days, but uh, I say early days... If it happens, it'll be like three weeks away now. But uh, yeah, no, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Might be doing like a mini kind of four-day journey across Japan in Hokkaido. We'll see, though. We'll see. Yeah. Well, Still look, early days. You, you've done it again, Chris. You, you've uh, once again uh, failed to plan uh, adequately enough that you're literally going to be starting a new project in three weeks' time. Uh, you're going to be terribly tired. You're going to be editing all night. You're going to be very upset. Um, and you've learned nothing from the last time. So, and I, I salute that, Chris. Great, great. You're a man who never learns. Your workload increases. Uh, you drink more coffee. <laughs> you look more sad. <laughs> <laughs> but the oh, Japan, Japan podcast never loses its charm, in my opinion. Absolutely. And you can guarantee on the Abroad Japan podcast, neither Pete nor I will transport nuclear weapons through the Sigari Strait, regardless yeah. of Japan's territorial waters, which extend three nautical miles into the Strait. We'll be back with the fax machine, your questions in just a moment. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got, Mr. Donaldson, from our listers this week? Alexis has got a judge. Hello, Alexis. I'm from Pennsylvania, USA. Since Halloween is very soon, it's now, Alexis. I have a spooky-related question for you guys. Uh, in Japan, how is the holiday Halloween viewed? Just how differently is it celebrated uh, than in the UK or the US, if at all? I see a lot of people uh, online dressing up in Shibuya to party on the streets, but is that at the extent of the holiday? Looking forward to more podcasts and more videos. Keep up the awesome work. Chris, how does it kind of... Uh, how ubiquitous is Halloween? Uh, across? Is it just like a, a bit of a hallmark holiday? You get people getting drunk, dressed as um, spooky um, October mm. uh, festive men and women, uh, and then otherwise it's more or less just... Uh, uh, in card shops and, 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 and dressing up shops, I suppose. I feel like you're the expert on this because you've been to yeah. Shibuya Halloween more than I have. I mean, when you think Halloween <laughs> in Japan, it's synonymous with Shibuya, right? You just have images of people dressed up in costumes, getting drunk, mm. trashing Shibuya. It didn't help mm. that three years ago, some idiots got drunk and overturned like a lorry. Somehow, don't know how I did that. Yeah, if that's um, as bad as it gets, I think for a city, a city of the size and the population of of, of Japan, of, of Tokyo rather. I mean, if yeah. that's as bad as it gets, I think. Uh, and to be honest, out of all the trucks in the world, those tiny Japanese trucks are very typical. It was a small I'd truck. have a crack. I'd have a crack. I'd have a go. <laughs> Absolutely, you can do it one finger, no problem. K car, yeah, flipped yeah. over, it's flipped oh, over. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't really got stuck into Halloween in many years. I did like a fancy dress mm. thing when I was a teacher. All the foreign teachers in Yamagata got together and I won the award for best costume. Oh. I went as, I was, I was very desperate. I hadn't really <laughs> thought anything up. So I went to Daiso with a $100, uh, Ichimayan, yeah. and I bought all the sweets that I could. I got a top hat and like yeah. a stick, a cane, and I stuck yeah. $100 worth of sweets to myself and my hat. And went as the yeah. Candyman, and I remember I had a, a toy submachine gun as well. It was like a violent Candyman figure, right? So and everyone so loved it because my I costumes don't think, got I consumed. Don't think the, did the Candyman 
I have never seen the film The Candyman. Does the Candyman turn up with a lot of uh, a lot of sweets <laughs> to his body uh, and with a gun? Is that is that the plot of the he film? He did that night, Pete. He did that night. He did that and I won night. the award. I won the award right. for most original and brilliant person, whatever it was. Yeah, and and I was very good. And the best thing was at the end of the night, all my costume had gone because everyone just eaten me. It like. During the night, people just come up and just tear off a bit of my costume and eat it. It just sa- it just sounds problematic Edible. in the school. That's all I'm saying. In, in a million, di- for a different million different reasons. All right, all right, buddy. It's, it's clever. Edible paraphernalia. Clever. Do that for your Halloween costume. Edible costume. Edible uh, costume. Uh, uh, guys, uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to come to your Halloween party, uh, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your policy on edible costumes? I'm all right, thanks. I, I'm, I'm all right, thanks. I think we'll be fine without you, to be honest. The worst nonsense. The worst. You will man. win. You will win the competition. <laughs> uh, we got one here from Matt in Ontario, Canada. I've got candy pants on. I've got those little out. candy necklace pants on <laughs> that you see in Ann Summers that no one buys or eats. Another award-winning <laughs> costume. Uh, hi, Chris and Pete. Matt from Ontario. Your content is always great. <laughs> to keep me relaxed and company while I drive several hours away to visit my fiancé. My question Ooh. for you... As a fan of golf, what is the public perception of the sport in Japan? Do they idolize and follow the best players such as Hideki Matsuyama? Thank you, guys. All the best. Matt in Ontario. Um, I, golf's not really my special skill set. Only sticking candy to myself is my special skill set. <laughs> but there are a lot of good golf courses around Japan. Um, there's yeah. so many. If you go like Google Maps and do like a, a satellite view of Japan – in between all the rice fields and concrete, you just see these huge, meticulously pruned, beautiful golf yeah. courses. Uh, so it's kind of popular in Japan, but I don't know anyone that really does it. Uh, do you have any knowledge of golf? Pete? What do you know? It's it's very because like Japan's quite a corporate, uh, you know, middle management kind of kind of yeah, um, yeah. country, isn't it? Where uh, the people who work harder and longer are the ones who kind of prosper, and, and socialising is a big part of that as well. Um, and golf is a big part of socialising on a corporate level, uh, and so you do see a lot of very high end, very specific. All the best kind of golf products in the nineties were came from all the electrified kind of golf ball finders, uh, range finders, all that stuff. All that tech came from Japan, uh, and it didn't come from you know your your, your kind of like markets like uh, you know China and stuff like that. It was mainly Japan who concentrated on improving the lives of the golfers. And for me, I I I don't understand golf. I would quite like to have a go at it one day because I quite like crazy golf, uh, and I've heard it's exactly the same. Um, <laughs> and you hitting a hitting a, hitting a ball through a windmill or through uh, like the mayor's mouth or something like that, or or a big helicopter. No, so uh, I'd like to have a go one day, but I just think I'd um, I wouldn't. It's one of the things where I like the idea of of of, of swinging a golf club for the first time, and then going, "Hey, no professionals." I was going, "It's my first swing, mate." Uh, but in what what would actually happen is uh, you'd miss it completely and just make a big divot on the floor. But you do see a lot of those like uh, pitch and putts. Uh, I, I did a bit of uh, golf mm. in um, oh god, where's that bloody place? It was down in Kyushu, um, Kagoshima. Did uh, when we went oh, for right. the, tra- the, the the trains weren't running very often. Mm. So we did some pitch and putt uh, in, 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 was next to the train station. We had an hour to wait, an hour to kill. Uh, so it was me and two friends playing a bit of golf, playing a bit of a pitch and putt. And uh, the, the, the people who were coming up behind us and in front of us uh, were mm. just collections of quite older uh, people, clearly just having a weekend, uh, having, a, having a little game of golf or whatever. Uh, and so I was, uh, is it Muzukashi means difficult? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I was I, when they were laughing at uh, me hitting the ball uh, off and into the into the rough. Uh, I was saying, Muzakashi, it's Muzukashi. difficult. That's, that's a standard Pete scenario, that is. Not Chigaimas, your favourite no. word. Well, Chigaimas is very much, there was a lot of Chigaimas uh, performed that day. <laughs> I don't know why I like that sentence so much. A lot yeah. of Chigaimas were performed that day. We got one here of Chigaimas. But you never know, guys. There you, go. you might run into Pete swinging yeah. away at a pitch and On the links. Sweating. Crazy golf. We got one here from Toby. He says, hello, Chris and Pete. Big fan of the podcast. I'm Toby, writing to you from uh, Lagos, Nigeria. I wouldn't imagine you get a lot of emails from Nigerians. I don't know. I think we've had a few. My family and I are planning on taking a two-week trip to Japan when this whole corona situation subsides, hopefully soon. And unfortunately, I'm allergic to all, uh, all things soy and shrimp. Do you think it would be possible for me to enjoy a trip with those allergies? Keep up the great work and looking forward to the videos in the new studio. Thank you very much, Toby. It, the studio's actually being assembled later this week. It's being finished. So I'll be able to show you guys then and there. But... Um, I must admit, a lot more restaurants in Japan do ask if you have allergies these days. If it's a like a proper sort of sit-down restaurant and you're sort of sitting down getting things off the menu. If it's somewhere like a fast food style place, like a ramen shop, we sort of go in with a ticket and they throw a bowl in front of you. You won't get that there. But a lot more restaurants do ask, you know, do you have any allergies? So, mm. but it will be difficult if you're allergic to soy. That's one of the trickier ones. And yeah. Any advice, Pete? I mean, I would get like a a bit of card with sort of just in, written in Japanese saying that you have an allergy to to soy mm. sauce. Uh, look up, look it up online. The correct wording, and just sort of I, I, carry that around. Be, I think this, you're right, though. Like um, you could probably avoid shrimps and and shrimp uh, products that are mashed yeah. up into everything, but. Soy, soy, soy. Is a, soy is a tricky one, you would say, which is in pretty much everything and everywhere. But, it, you know, it depends on how strong the uh, allergy is. It could just be, mm. um, uh, 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 you know, a, a furry feeling in the mouth or it could be, I need to go to hospital now. So, Toby, uh, I hope you, um, I hope you're all right. I hope you I manage mean, to avoid some. Trying to think what foods wouldn't have it. Tonkatsu, pork cutlet. That'd be good. Uh, that'll have Sushi. it, wouldn't it? Tonkatsu, that would have a bit of soy in it, wouldn't it? Not necessarily. Sushi you no. could avoid, I reckon. Sushi you could sushi avoid all the time. But I don't yeah. know if you'd want to have sushi without soy sauce. It would be a bit dry, potentially. He's uh, gonna kill him. Come on. Yeah, but shrimp shrimp. Oh yeah, shrimps. I mean you couldn't possibly yeah, shrimps are in everything as well. Oh no. It depends on how strong the uh, strong the allergy is, I suppose, isn't it? Like if it does, if you yeah. can eat something that's uh, prepared in the same place that uh, that shrimps are are being prepared, you, you you'll be all right. But it's just if you can't even be any any places, you might want to just stick to pre pre made foods from Seven Elevens or something, maybe. Well, I mean, yeah, the the convenience stores have a lot of options, don't they, with sandwiches yeah. and wraps and things and yeah, fried and chicken. And, so. and you've got more, and there's more likelihood of uh, any allergies being written on the side of those boxes as well. You imagine. That's very true. That's very true. But yeah, no, I'd recommend um, looking up online, getting some correct sentences there that you can write down. I could tell you now, but I, it's probably just best you look it up, Toby, and uh, write it down on a card. And then you can go into sort of a shop and just sort of say, you know, I have an allergy. Yeah. Uh, look at this, and get them to read it. But I'll tell you what Peter you have bit. to say and I'll get it wrong. And it'll, it'll, just be a card, it'll just be a card that says, uh, I love soy. Give me loads of soy. It's like, oh, oh, Pete, God. you fucked it. You got the wrong kanji, you yeah. idiot. Don't, don't let Pete do anything for you, Toby. Ever. Don't let Pete. <laughs> That's a good point. That is just a way to live your life. Fantastic. 
it would just be a piece of cardboard with Muzukashi and Shigaimas. <laughs> difficult and different. The soy it is difficult. <laughs> yeah. Garofu is difficult. <laughs> oh, man. The worst advice. From Pete yeah. Donaldson, keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to a Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week, and we'll see you then to do it all over again right here on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. That's Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 